Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, we are back. We are back. We are back. We're going to keep this thing rolling here on the YouTube. Uh, welcome into the Believe in Commander show. If you're just tuning in, uh, another episode of the last one that you listened to, um, the outro kind of led into this. Mm-hmm. You led into this, and we are, my computer's running low. Oh, baby, we better plug it in. How much you want to bet I get get this plugged in in time? Uh, you would have won that bet if you would have taken the uh, absolute yes. Uh, welcome yeah. back to Believing Commanders. I'm Anthony Armstrong. Brian Murphy's on the other side. I am a tech wizard. Uh, we'll be Wallet. keeping my charger nearby. Tech wizard, and we also know the speed that you always had on the field. We know that translates very well. So I was very confident. I was just wait. It was a matter of time before you got that sucker plugged in. Man, you know, I got I got to move quickly. You talk about speed. Um, the other day, it was take took the kids to the park, and my my son had his scooter. One of my sons, Apollo, he wanted to race around the the playground. And I started to open up a little bit, but man, uh, I'm sore right now. I'm paying for it. I'm a little sore from sprinting and running around the playground. Yeah. Um, so would I be able to participate in mandatory minicamp right now? I could, but I would need a few days off. So it'd be like a one on three days off. type. You do the individual side work, just kind of be around the team, kind of do the light jogging. Take it in, like take, take, soak it all in uh, a la cam curl, kind of get a good visual. There you go. You you understand like at this stage of the game, I'm a vet. So I've been through those things. I should not get myself ready for the season. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, let's get this thing rolling. Let's keep it moving. Uh, man, what are we talking about on this episode? Winners and losers. Yeah. We're you, talking um, about winners and losers. You were, you were Mr. Planning. So we, we did finish off the last episode kind of talking about guys, uh, you know, over-unders. We talked about, um, you know, Chase Young sacks, and we know that it's a big season for him and Montez Sweat. We know that with the young guys being added into the defensive backfield that we think the turnovers are going to go up. But overall for the commanders, I thought you brought up a really good question. And um, during our last episode and before we started recording, I was jotting down some names. I know I'm going to forget something, but who has the most to gain and the most to lose for this season? So how do you want to do this? You want to split this up, start with gain, move to lose. So I'll let you take over your own little game show here. Okay, we will. We will do that first. But just let's just so you guys know this. Uh, show is brought to you by the good folks over there at Bet Online. It's your number one source for all your basketball info. We know the NBA Finals are going on right now. Miami Heat with a big win up there in the altitude from the beach to the top of the mountain. Somebody go get sick, man. That's cold weather to yeah. hot, uh, humid weather. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but all your basketball info, uh, stats, news, and scores. You're going to get the latest odds and lines over there and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs and the finals. Bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have all you need for every sport, your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, golf, to UFC and boxing, big golf news, PGA and live. They have merged. That's going to be Crazy. something huge to see. Uh, the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. So get into the action today. Head over to the website and use your mobile device to join. And be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your 50 Oh, 
gosh, on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Daggone it, man. We had a bet. I was going to make it through the read without fumbling. I got all the way to the end. I tripped over the 17-yard line. I should have scored. Man, maybe next time. That's right. Maybe next time. It's okay. But we're talking about winners and losers over here, folks. We're winners on this side. But um, like Brian was saying, I was doing a little uh, note-taking. I was thinking about this upcoming season and just how there's a lot on the line and you know, everything is just seems to be happening all at once. And I was thinking, who are some of the who are going to be some of the biggest winners uh, and losers? Who has the most to gain, essentially? Uh, and, and who has the most to lose on this upcoming season? So, uh, Brian, if, if you want me to lead off, I will. Or, or are you ready to drop somebody? I, I got somebody. I got I, I think I'm, I feel pretty good about my uh, my lists here. So okay. um, how do we want to do this? Split it up gain first. Yeah, we'll go gain side first. We'll let you go ahead. You lead off. You'll be a okay. leadoff hitter, and I'll uh, I'll try to get you advanced to third with a little maybe with a little RBI hit, hit and run to right center or something. Okay. okay? So I'm going to start off with um, the guy that we love and and the guy that I think just continues to get better, and that's Terry McLaurin. I think under Eric Bieniemy's offense, I think he really has a chance um, to literally gain more yardage, to score more touchdowns, to really kind of take that next step as a, as a complete receiver. Uh, I think the thing that has been missing for him has been that huge outburst of like a 12-catch, 165-yard game with three touchdowns. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened this year. I think Eric Bieniemy um, is going to draw some stuff up for number 17 to thrive. So I think, honestly, if I had to, to rank these, I think Terry McLaurin might be number one on my list for, for guys who have something to gain. Uh, and just just with all of the different different uh, factors that go into it, yeah, Terry McLaurin definitely has a lot to gain. And he's, he's he's had ten quarterbacks. He's had I don't even know how many offensive coordinators and right. just different position coaches. The guy needs some stability. You know, he needs some stability. And and one way to get that is to have some success. And that way, the coaches that you have get to stay around. So definitely excited to see what seventeen does this season. I know in a previous episode we were speaking about. Uh, would he get over or under about what I want to say 1250 or 1300, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the most he's had in his career is just under 1200, a uh, very consistent receiver. So, you know, I, I would say take that over if it was there, if that bet happens to show up in the future, I would take that over uh, on his passing yardage. And, I, and I've seen the guy getting some respect now across the league. Somebody had him in their top 10 receivers, yeah. so, you know, national media wise. I know there's commanders fans who got him at number one in the league, but, uh, Terry McClure is getting some respect now, and yep. and he deserves it. He really does. And the thing is, is he does it in a way that's not um, it's not as flamboyant and it's not as out there where you're going to see him with uh, just all the way all the way out there gaining, garnering the most attention. You know, he he just mm-hmm. goes to work, keeps his head down, does things the right way, and and, and continues to to lead this team forward. Um, now, a person who's going to be, for me, a gainer for me, is a person who's going to really have to lean on Terry McLaurin, and that's going to be Eric Bieniemy. Mm. He obviously has a lot to gain simply for the fact that, in my estimation, he's going to end up being the head coach this next season. If everything goes well on offense like we expect it to be, um, you know, I would expect him to be the head coach. Like, there's no other way around it. I, I, I see this as just a live audition, uh, I mean, to compare situations. You know, back when I was there in Washington, 
I went from practice squad and then I bet on myself to, to stay with the team whenever there was a change in the GM and the coaching staff. And I was like, Hey, it's a fresh, clean slate, you know, shoot Josh Harris and that group, whenever they get that purchase finalized, it's a fresh, clean slate and they can see, Hey, the team is doing better. And and this guy's new. Let's, let's see if he can keep this thing rolling. So mm-hmm. I think Eric B has a lot to gain the most to gain uh, probably on my list for sure. Uh, because it's something that's been long awaited to see him get into a head coaching position. Um, so I'm excited for what EB is going to do this year. Uh, for me, I'm going to stay on offense and and the most important position uh, probably in all of sports, and that's the quarterback. I think Sam Howell, uh, I did a list, but I'm going to go with game because I think that people are already uh, under, you know, their expectations are low for him. Uh, a fifth-round yeah. quarterback – uh, believe that he is the starter this year. So the, he has the chance to prove uh, everything. He could go out there and be a, solidify his spot as a starting quarterback in the NFL, which just shows me that there's a whole lot to gain because I think a lot of people think, oh, this is a one-year stopgap so they can get a, a high draft pick next year where Sam Howell could set this team up for, for a run of success if he has a successful year. So that's a lot for me to gain. So I'm going to believe in number 14 and think that he's got a lot um, a lot of room to grow and, and a chance to potentially take this job by the reins and run with it. Yeah, I had Sam Howell on my list as well, so got to scratch him off, but uh, I'm excited to to list my new one. But, yeah, Sam Howell does have a lot to gain. He does have a lot to gain, and it feels as if so far you have the whole entire team behind you. You know, we mm-hmm. haven't had that moment, you know, the Terry, uh, the uh, Taylor Heineke moment, Chase Young. We haven't had that moment where, he, where he's on the sideline patting him on the back saying, hey, this is this is the guy. Um, haven't been there yet, but I'm sure that that moment is going to be showing up here in due time. Um, but let's see, another one for me. Uh, this is off the field. Mm. The, 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 the people that can gain is the Commanders fans. That's right. There is so much to gain for Commanders fans uh, if this season goes well is simply because you're having a transition transition period from Dan Snyder ownership and eventually to this Josh Harris group. Um, new success on the field, new offensive coordinator, new, uh, new coach, uh, new quarterback, another one. <laughs> but you have so many things that are going in the right direction. You got to think that that gray cloud is getting – uh, off of Ashburn, and there could be success coming uh, yeah. for the Burgundy and Gold. So, so much to game for the fans. I mean, if, if things go sour, they'd be like, well, it's more of the same. But I think right now is you got to think about the fact that there's some good juju coming for you, good vibes coming down the pike for Commanders fans. Yeah, and it seems like a matter of um, of of when, not if, you know, a new stadium, which means new um, – features new new place to shop and support the team so Mm -hmm. yeah it seems like a lot of good stuff not just on the field but off the field as well as coming and that's a breath of fresh air that that, that you're right all commanders fans really need um did you have any more on the field ones i had i had three more that i i wrote down you know no i i didn't i have another one that could be off the field but go ahead give me somebody else on the field these are kind of minor ones to me i mean i think they're important to the season but but not as big big of names i would say um, so Cam Curl, Antonio Gibson, and Montez Sweat. I, I feel mm-hmm. like they're all kind of in the same boat, that they're potentially looking for uh, another contract, and I think that they have a lot to gain. I think that um, I think that all three are going to you know, end up 
probably back in Washington, but they could potentially, you know, drive up their price tag with a couple of really good seasons. And sure. we saw what Deron Payne did last year on the defensive side of the ball. I expect Montez Sweat and even Chase Young to kind of head in that same direction. We know what Cam Curl can bring. I think it's a priority for the team to bring him back. But I'm kind of interested in Antonio Gibson. I, I, you know, if of the three, I think I'm the most curious if, if he ends up with the team next year. I feel like some people have written him off. Some are excited about his role in Eric Bieniemy's offense. Can he be that, um, you know, like Jarek McKinnon, you know, kind of all-around weapon that, yeah. that we've seen before. But I think that he can really do some damage uh, from, from that spot, and I'm intrigued by what he does because he's in a contract year too. And we know running backs don't really get paid a whole lot, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what he does. Um, so I'm just interested in those three guys and how they they carry themselves. I, I feel like all three are professionals and all three are going to do a great job, but it'll be interesting to see yeah. how much they're able to gain this year towards a new contract, whether it be here or elsewhere. Yeah, you know, you, you were talking about the two ends and Sweat and Young. I mean, if they both have – crazy seasons i don't i think you just have to understand one of them is not going to be here right uh, you know and i and it sadly enough you know if one of them just has a much better season than the than the other then like, once again one of them's not going to be here it, yeah it, those are two positions of very high value you know price tags and get very high um you're not going to be able to sign everybody now there, there may be some salary cap wizardry i know a guy Got to holler at it, see if we can get him on the show, talk salary cap stuff. But um, I think the benefit here, here's how you put if, if something could work out where you could keep some of those players that you listed. And fortunately, you know, at running back, it's not an expensive position. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a good thing to, to bring AG back if he's having success in, in this new role with, you know, with EB. Um, the fact that you're on a rookie quarterback contract. Yes. You see that and this is how going way back everybody wanted to do anything to go get a quarterback. I'm like, well, hold on a second. You're in a position mm-hmm. and mind you, I don't know the salary cap stuff. I haven't looked at it. I don't those all them numbers and I'd rather never mind. I don't do salary cap. Okay. But I feel like you at least have the ability to try to keep those guys under contract before you have to pay a quarterback. And maybe it gives you a chance to go on a run for a couple of years. So yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I, I like your people who could potentially gain, but uh, let's flip sides. Yeah. Let's flip sides. And, you know, there's always two sides to a coin. So uh, who has the most to lose out I'm, of this upcoming season? I'm going to go opposite of uh, Montez Sweat and say Chase Young. I feel like you could put him on the gain side, but I, I think you expect a number two overall pick to have this stellar career and uh while chase young looked every bit of the part his rookie season the last couple years have been tough due to injuries and you know a little bit of underperforming even before the injury to where i think he has the most to you to lose if he has even just a pedestrian season i think he's the odd man out because i think montez sweat has been more consistent um so uh, that's why i just think chase young has has to have a stellar season I, i don't think there's any if ands or buts about it if he get if he starts off slow, if you know he's only got three and a half sacks by you know midway through the season, uh, you know I, I think that the 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 likelihood of him coming back to Washington is is less and less, and that's why yeah. I think he has the most to lose. I just think not that he has to be perfect, not that he has to have you know a pick and a sack every game, but I just think that there's a lot of pressure there, especially when you've invested that much in him. Based you know a, a top two pick is a lot in my 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 opinion. 
And, and I think there's a lot of pressure there. And I think he can live up to it. I really do. I still think he can be an impactful player. But, yeah. um, you know, he, his back's kind of against the wall when it comes to his, his career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you took the you took the over in our last show. We we threw out the number six and a half sacks. You took the over. You were going to put the number at seven yeah. and a half. Uh, I challenged him with the under, uh, and you know, I I can add this to that list of, of reasons why I would put that challenge out there. You got to assume that depending on how you know young fella out of Clemson uh, is looking, he's gonna he's gonna take some of those reps as well. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, you know, some of the other depth that they have at, at, at the D end, Effie Obata and and uh, you know James Smith Williams, those guys. Yeah, you have players in the building that are going to get reps. You know, so yeah. if you're able to, if you if you have them all lined up, like I'm thinking, like at you're at a carnival and you're shooting a little water gun and, and hit the little target and it moves your horse forward. If he doesn't start the season with a fast start. And somebody else does when the other guys. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some reps start getting pushed a different way, sure. you know, to, to see what's going to be more productive. So the heat is on, the pressure is on for Chase Young, but uh, we both think we both have faith in him. I mean, I'm definitely yeah. not writing this guy off. A uh, hell of a player. So absolutely, um, it's just there's just a few hurdles and speed bumps that he's going to have to fight, and and he'll be good with it. But um, losers for me this upcoming season could be. Uh, the head man, Ron Rivera, and yeah. Jack Del Rio. You know, those those guys um, definitely. I can I can applaud them for what they've what they've been able to accomplish over the past few years. You know, to to navigate the team through through just all the situations that Ron Rivera. I've been I've gone long and long about that, long on that topic. Um, and then you know Jack Del Rio. He's 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 had his defense be really good. Then they weren't as good, and then they're kind of working their way back. He's got his star player uh, having an injury, and then those things happen across the league. But right now, you got to feel pretty good about what this defense is, is looking like. And mm-hmm. um, if they're not able to cook up some success on that defensive side, because I think everybody feels like and is assuming that the offense is going to be better than it's been. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's not you know the Rams of the past, you know, greatest show on turf, um, but. You think the offense is going to be good? If this defense isn't what it close to what it used to be, or showing some good signs of improvement, I think they're going to have to make some changes over there. Um, so they, I, I, Ron Rivera and, and Jack Del Rio, two guys that may have a lot to lose this upcoming season. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that with a new ownership, uh, things have got to be really good. Otherwise, uh, you know, things have got to be really good. Otherwise. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that they could be on the way out, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And honestly, if I were a betting man on Bet Online, I would, I would, <laughs> I'd be leaning towards both of these guys being gone next year. If if I had yeah. to bet right now, uh, you know, but I think a really good season can change that, and it's early, and I get all that. But if I was leaning that that way, that's that's where I'd be headed. So these two, I kind of grouped together. I think they're in very similar situations on opposite sides of the ball. Yeah. I put Curtis Samuel and Kendall Fuller. I think both of those guys have the chance to be successful uh, with their units with the help of, of some of the guys that they have around them. But I also could totally see them being not phased out completely, but being having to take a backseat to a couple of guys. We saw what Jahan yeah. Dotson can do when he is healthy. We know Terry McLaurin is the number one, but I think Jahan Dotson is going to solidify himself as the number two receiver to where Curtis Samuel, yes, there's a place for a third receiver, don't get me wrong, but I think that you know his – 
usage might go down a little bit. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, he'll have to really prove that he can make some noise in the new offense. And then mm-hmm. the same thing, Kendall Fuller, uh, I think that with the young guys, Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin, the returns have already sounded to be pretty solid on those two guys to where I could see Kendall Fuller being an afterthought. And there, there was already talk about, do you cut him? I don't think they will. I think they like yeah. his veteran leadership, but you know, if these yeah. guys got a true get grasp on the defense, could you see Kendall Fuller maybe be a trade target at, you know, halfway through the year? I just think both of these guys could easily be passed by on the depth chart if they're not careful. Yeah. Um, and I like Fuller. I, I think that he's a solid player. It gives you some stability out there on, on the edge, but, if you if you if these other young players are showing up and making plays, you do have to start looking around like which one of y'all uh, can potentially move on. And, and I mean, Kendall Fuller has value, you know. So I don't think a c- cut would be a thing. No. Um, and you know, I don't. It'd be inter- I'd be interested to see like what you'd have to be at to make that trade. I think if if the season isn't going anywhere according to plan and you're just at the bottom of the division and the whole conference then maybe they start trying to dump off some people uh, to make sure they have some room to make some big plays and, and fill up some gaps uh, heading into new ownership. But then um, I wonder if it'd be something that, you know, if they were, you know, close to, you know, right outside of playoff contention. Um, Cause you got to think they have week, like a week 14 bye. Right. So you're in the middle of the year and it's not like you got a little a break in the middle. Like you may need to get new bodies to, 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 to spark some things up. Maybe you realize, hey, maybe these young guys can play. You have to move full. Uh, you get some help on the offensive side. I don't know. There's so many different options there. Um, I, I think he's going to bring value to the team. So uh, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't lean on him being traded this year. But it's some, it's one of the ones you kind of put a little – you put in italics. I guess. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Maybe, potentially. Yeah. You got any more uh, potential? And I don't want, I hate to call them losers, but the guys that could lose a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, do you have anybody else? You know, I, I will put, I will put the one guy that you had on your gain side. Okay. I'll put, I'll put Antonio Gibson out there. Okay. Um, and it, be, it gets to that point to where you, you mentioned uh, guys playing for their careers. You mentioned Curtis Samuel in that, in that breath. Um, you know, I think Antonio Gibson is, is a hell of a player. I think he's going to bring value uh, to this team, especially if he gets utilized in a, in a very useful way. And it seems like EB is able to, you know, is already working that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the right system, I think that he's going to have a lot of value, right? But um, when when you see just over how the kind of, I say the career trajectory, I think he's been playing well, but then, you know, he had the fumbles, uh, did well with that last year. And then you see kind of Brian Robinson taking the lead there. You're at a position to where obviously, you know, they're not trying to spend a lot of money and, you know, he may end up being a free agent and it could be hard to get picked up on a team. You're going to have to try to find another role yeah. there, new offense. And it could be just a, you know, tough, a tough transition to go from, you know, being in Washington uh, to potentially having to bounce around a little bit, so you know, wish him all the success in the world. But uh, it it could be it could be a, a tough season if if things don't go well for him. Yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I th- that running back position, and maybe we can do a little more in depth on all the positions, kind of maybe in the middle of the summer when we're getting bored of talking about the same thing. And but it's I just, too hot to be outside. Yeah, <laughs> I ju- I just think that that running back position could go a whole bunch of different ways. Like, there's a scenario where I could see. 
Brian Robinson not really having a huge role. Like, I mean, in Kansas City, can you remember a guy that was a real strict between the the tackles runner for them? Yeah. You know, it kind of lends itself to, to Antonio Gibson. But at the same time, I could see Antonio Gibson being faded out because he's not exactly a running back. He's not exactly a wide receiver. Like, there's just so many different ways that that yeah. could go. Hopefully, there are a bunch of positive way, ways it could go. But I could see it just kind of going all over the place. But here's one thing, though. You got to understand, Eric Bieniemy has been a, you know, people would say he's pretty creative. He's, he's, he's made some creative play calls. Um, he's been with one of the more creative coaches in the league in over time. I mean, I love the play design that you see in Kansas City with Andy Reid. They are the probably the, one of the best screen teams. I saw a crazy statistic the other day that uh, it was on Twitter. They were mentioning about where players line up on the field. And whenever – Scott Turner was OC. Terry McLaurin lined up outside to the left or outside period about 80% of the time. And Samuel was 80% like in the slot. And so people were basically, you knew where they were going to line up. Sure. And what that tent lends to for the defense is that I know where you're going to be. Then I know what I can start whittling down and funneling into what routes are you going to run? What combinations do you like? Because you're going to be out here 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. All right. So it makes it very simple. Flip it to what happened in Kansas City. I think the max was like everybody averaged between like 17 and 21% at a position on the field. Love so that. if you imagine, now you can take a, a natural receiver, Antonio Gibson. You can put him outside at receiver, at, at split out wide. You can move Terry in the slot. You can move Samuel in the back. You have the ability to move these chess pieces around. Yeah. You got a gunslinger at how that can, that can distribute the ball. Um, and you know, you talk about not having a running game in Kansas City. You got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, true. What point. other team? What other team is having running game issues? The Buffalo Bills with the new Madden. Uh, you know, the proposed uh, supposed Madden cover. I think he is. It's released yeah. now that Josh Allen, uh, big arm quarterback, that they want to throw the ball fifty times a day because they've given him a quarter billion dollars. They're having running game problems. You know, so. Mm-hmm. I, but Brian Robinson so success out of the backfield. He can catch the ball, you know. Yeah. But it, it would lend me to believe that Eric Bieniemy is good enough, smart enough. Uh, hey, if you got a good running back, you're going to turn around and hand the ball off every yeah. now and again. I don't expect Sam Howe to throw the ball over 30 times a game. I do not at all. Yeah, me neither. And, and I think it goes to, like, you know, we thought maybe they would – spend more on a tight end because they've had Travis Kelsey. Well, I, I think along those same lines, Eric Bieniemy's never had a, a a full, you know, wide receiver room like he has here. Like he always mm-hmm. had Tyreek Hill and a bunch of other guys. And so you're right. Maybe the, it, the fact that they didn't have a good running game was because they didn't have the running backs there. And so maybe right. he does now. So that's a good point that, that I think Eric Bieniemy really can take over and make something happen, even if it looks a little different than in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, you can go way, you can go way back to Philly. Well, the personnel look. I mean, they had uh, Brian Westbrook, really good running back, but he was more of a, you know, receiver out of the backfield type of a guy. And, mm-hmm. and that same type of uh, player archetype has found his way out there to Kansas City. So, hey, I, I, this is going to be exciting. I mean, yeah. Hey, if I, if you wanted to line up in different positions, I mean, Jahan Dotson has has success inside and outside. Uh, Curtis Samuel could be in the slot, could be in the backfield. Terry McLaurin um, basically slotting outside, just finding ways to hide players. Cole Turner starting to show up and make splash a little bit. Um, it's going to be an exciting time, man. It's going to be an exciting mm-hmm. time. Really going to be good.
Yeah. Well, hopefully all of the commanders are winners. Hopefully we're, we're betting all the overs for this team. So let us know what you think, who's going to be a biggest winner, biggest gainer, or a biggest loser. Um, hopefully we're, we're totally wrong on all the losers and they, uh, they, they shut right. us all up and hopefully they have great seasons, but um, we're looking forward to it. We'll have more stuff to, to cover. Don't forget to check out our guys at bet online, bet the over on chase young sacks, bet the over on interceptions. We talked about that last episode. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if this team gets some success, how those numbers change. It'll be interesting to see how those odds change. So check all that out at betonline.ag. Use our code BLEAV. And then don't forget uh, all the places you can watch, listen, and and uh, hear us. Yes, indeed. That's the tune in Radio Sirius XM. Uh, watch Stadium, all your favorite streaming platforms. Um, you can even go to, I think it's like believenetwork.com or believe.com, and you can go search for different shows. Uh, and you can pull up your little show, uh, pull up the show's page and see where you can listen to as well. Uh, so right. thanks to the folks over there at Bet Online. Thanks to Brian. Appreciate hanging out with you always, getting to connect and talk commanders, uh, and appreciate everybody that's listening. So for Brian Murphy, I am the original 13, Anthony Armstrong. I'll see you guys on the next episode of the Believe in Commander show. Y'all have a good day. See you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.